Brad Barton. Hey, that's me. Thank you for uh, being the guest on episode eight of I Am Not a Robot. It's my pleasure. I have a question for you. Can I ask the first question? Yes. Yeah! Um, why I Am Not a Robot? Okay. If you would have listened to any of my other... No, podcasts. I did! It was not addressed on the ones <laughs> oh, I Oh, it wasn't? No. Okay. Uh, the story is that I was, I was playing a game with my daughter, and it, it was a robot game. <laughs> so I was walking around, and I told her, I am a robot, and she said... I am not a robot. I am a princess. <laughs> so that's where it came from. She's a cyborg princess. Yes, but it also has a lot of like metaphysical like, you know, I'm not a robot, but you really are a robot. So, whoa. <laughs> that's heavy. Brad, where right. are we, where are we today? Um, well, uh, currently we are in the uh, palatial basement of of my Maplewood, New Jersey home. Um, this is uh, affectionately referred to as the nerd room in my house because... Can, can you describe the settings to, to people who can't Why, yes. See yes, I can. What's wrong with you people? Just look around. Can't you see it? Um, so this is a relatively small room. Uh, right behind uh, Ivan, your podcast host, is a gigantic mound of uh, boxes of random sizes. Wait, that well, are... what was there before? Um... Nothing. There was nothing no, no. there. There was your, your um, background for your... Um... Oh, yes. All right. Well, that's true. I'll get to that. Okay. So so currently, there's a big pile of boxes of um, Star Wars stuff. Star Wars toys, uh, random magazines, um, both from my youth uh, growing up in the 70s and 80s. All so, right. Let's back up. When original you... trilogy, yo. Yes. Yes. When were you born? <laughs> I was born on February 2nd, 1972. So that's a major American holiday for those keeping score. That's yes. Groundhog Day. So uh, rent it tonight. Um, and that was in uh, just outside Cleveland, Ohio. I grew up you in the You are Burbs. Ohio. I am Ohio. Is Lulu Ohio? I'm round in the middle and high in the middle. Um, round on the ends and high. I, I blew my own joke. Um, no, my, my lovely wife, Lulu French, is from Tennessee. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah. And we met here. So um, so a big pile of uh, Star Wars junk, um, which some of it is from my youth, and much of it is from my adult times, at which point I had uh, disposable income and thought, I'm collecting this stuff, it's going to be worth millions, because it's sure. from this crazy new movie, The Phantom Menace. And everyone's going to want to want that someday. And I was under <sighs> the impression that lightsabers would never be made again. Yeah. That those, those like collapsible lightsabers, right. they made them once, yeah. and they would never do it again. Sure. Exclusive. That's right. So what you were alluding to was that these boxes were hidden by the uh, really impressive backdrop for uh, my video blog, 1.21 Gigawatts. Right. Um, now, where does that name come from? If, if you might not be hip enough to know where it came <laughs> Sure. From. Well, hip is maybe a dubious description. If you're not, uh, Let me oh. just wedge my glasses back up on my bridge of my nose. Um, all right, so uh, 1.21 gigawatts, uh, for those of you keeping score, especially if you are our age and, and grew up watching this awesomeness, is a reference, of course, to uh, Back to the Future. Uh, that is the amount of voltage that is required to uh, power the time machine, the is that, DeLorean. Is that a real thing or is that all made up? Are gigawatts real or no? Gigawatts? Are gigawatts? I assume or, so. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's how scientific I am about the whole thing. <laughs> so I cleverly changed the word gigawatts right. slightly. Right, and Fox has not come back to you and said, not, well, use our... despite the fact that I'm a household name in video blogging, well, no, they have not. And we'll get we'll get on to that. How many episodes oh. did you do? Um, or uh, have you done? 
I have done. Thank you. That's kind of you to say, although a, a baby forced hiatus uh, t is taking over right now is the rule of the land. You, you know your son's going to be your, your uh, permanent guest on that show, right? He probably will. Right. My oldest son, I think, yes. is gearing yes. up yes. for it because he's a, he's a nerd in training of the highest order. Um, I did... This was from, like, January 2014 until, like, literally when the new baby came along in November, uh, about 140 episodes. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot. So you would just come down after work, or...? Yeah, usually. I started... It was it was a good challenge, actually. Um, this began with uh, with my wife, the aforementioned Lulu French, mm -hmm. challenging she's me... She's a star in her own right. She is a star she's, in her own right. She's, she's way cooler than me. Um... She uh, sort of challenged me and said, you know, all this nerdy stuff that you come home and tell me about, like casting news or <laughs> or whatever, because I can't help myself. Right. I'm excited about you go the... go down in the basement. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. Well, no, at, at first uh, she said, here's what we're going to do. You're going to record this and you're going to start putting this uh, online just to right. do it, like right. for the exercise of doing it, right. for the discipline, right, of creating content mm -hmm. as, you know, as you're familiar with, as sure. anyone who tries to do something relatively creative. Sure. You've just have to keep making <laughs> relative <laughs> sorry sorry i'm describing myself not ivan it's okay we're the only people who are gonna listen what to wait a minute maybe lulu will she won't three people um my son will. <laughs> she won't <laughs> my son will okay anyway so you come right. on you record what are you recording on uh literally on an iphone uh, and just, are you editing, or are you just like loading it? No, right up? I was loading it right up, okay. and and then that was something that that was holding me back at first because my reaction was like, I can't do that because I need to make like there's got to be an opening and a logo. And she's like, No, 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 you're gonna do this super, super low tech, and I sort of prided myself ultimately on the low techishness of it, um, like one take, all one take, no editing, just do it and put it up, and just make sure that you keep doing it. So I started doing it. Um, Sometimes I would do it before work, and she would shoot it. Right. This wonderful pregnant woman would be holding my iPhone and, <laughs> like, be cursing my name when it was hitting, like, the four-minute mark, and her arms are shaking, like, right. shut up! Um, and, uh, yeah, so I would do that and uh, ramble about whatever was new in uh, genre entertainment, movies, television, games. Right. Um, throw a trivia question on the end to keep, keep right. the players coming back for more. Right, right. Uh, and did it Monday through, fr or posted a new one Monday through Friday right. for months until right. we both sort of realized this is madness. Right. And then did three times a week, which was still madness. And right, right. right, but And you're still going to keep doing it. Um, I would like to. Uh, like I said, when we, we had a baby in November, and um, when the little guy came along, then, you know, of course, yeah, everything work. went on hold. Yeah. Um, but recently, uh, I, the, the bride said, you, you know, if you want to start thinking about doing this again, I'm like, what? I've got the green light. Go, go, go. Yeah, I know. So we, we should, uh, we, I think that I'm going to, and it's been actually a, a long-term goal to, in a way, maybe turn it into a podcast instead and start doing more interviews. Because for the most part, it was me in the basement. Right. But occasionally, I would venture out into the world and uh, interview some authors and, and nerdy musicians and what, like. What's what's the highlight of that? What's what's the it's, if there's one episode that we need to see of? Oh. Uh, what's what's what should we start with? Um, 
That's a good question. And we'll uh, we'll throw up links on the on the, po- on the oh, podcast shucks. website. And all that stuff. That's yeah. delightful. And we'll put up your headshot too. Hey, I know that guy. Uh, that voice has to go. I can't. I can't stop not doing it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so well, what? That's what? the beauty of audio entertainment. You don't have to stop doing it. That's true. That's just one of your many characters. <laughs> you just give that guy a name and then excuse him from the room. What is the best episode, or what is the, the start episode, or what is the like the? Well, I had a fun interview with, uh, there's an author named Tom Engelberger, who does, um, for the most part, he maybe exclusively does kids stuff. Uh, He's known right now largely for uh, a book series called Origami Yoda. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So he did about, gosh, eight of those possibly. Wow. Um, And he came through uh, a local bookstore and I was able to grab him. Afterwards, in, Ma- in Maplewood, in Maplewood, or, oh, wow. yep, here in Maplewood, um, and he was wonderful and very funny, and uh, of course nerdy, <laughs> certainly. And um, do you remember what episode number that is? Oh God, no! All right, we'll look um, it up. But we'll I'll, find I'll it. figure it out. We'll find it. Okay, we'll put a link to it. Yeah, that was a fun one. So back we to did a, we did origami on air. <laughs> That's we, awesome. We made little origami Yodas. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um. So, what else can I say? I have to the, finish describing this room oh, okay, because... Yeah, you only did the... What is this? The south wall? Uh, sure. That's okay. the north by northwest wall. <laughs> sure. Uh, and the other the other dominant wall to my right is... So you talked about the AT-AT, right? Oh, and there's an AT-AT. This, a, this is a, a classic toy. Yeah. To me, it's it's more than worth its weight in gold. It, it really is. I, I don't have one, but I, I covet them. Yeah. And whenever I'm in a, a store, I'll see if they have them and... Uh, sold out. It's it's pretty yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Actually, there was one episode of of 1.21 Gigawatts. The only time I've had a guest host on quote unquote the set. Okay. I've had other guest hosts and and uh, often when I'm on the road uh, doing gigs or right. whatnot and we'll talk about why someone would ever be on the road doing gigs. Um uh have have worked with a lot of really cool funny people, but the one time I had someone down here guest hosting at the end, uh, he stole my ad at. He walked off set with the ad at. What? Yeah. But Trouble. It's, but it's still here. Yeah, it's still here. Okay, good. And um, so he is still in my heart. Oh. <laughs> like a cold ice shot. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah. So, so, so the rest so, of this room is dominated by a oh, giant right. mound of comic books. Right. And I'll How many comic books are here? This is, um, this is approaching 8,000, I think. Wow. Yeah, it's, there's, it's a sickness. So I'm seeing seeing Marvel, DC, Dark Horse. Yeah, most of this is is from uh, me growing up. I was okay. a crazy comic book uh, guy, right. and um, you know what? Because of Star Wars, actually, I okay. started reading because of Star Wars. Oh wow! Uh, because you started uh, reading period because of Star Wars. Or no, reading, reading comics. Comic books? Reading okay. comics. All right. But yes, I, <laughs> I exclusively read Star Wars branded. Um, yeah, because Marvel Comics started putting out a Star Wars series in right, 77. Yes, yes. and now if you look out. at it, it's very strange. It's crazy. It's so <laughs> weird. It's got some delightfully ridiculous <laughs> stuff in it. And some of them are amazing, but but most of it, yeah, they're known for like, here's a green rabbit that had adventures with them named Jackson. Um, at any rate, that was uh, that was my gateway drug was starting to read Star Wars comics since I was such a giant Star Wars nerd, as right. established. Yes. Uh, and then that was uh, late 70s, and I kept going until I graduated high school mm-hmm. and went to college in, in uh, 1990. And so the majority of all this mm-hmm. is, is from those times. So you don't, you don't buy comic books anymore? I, I'm actually wading back into it. Okay. 
A little bit. Not, right. I mean, not to a crazy extent. Back then was insane. There right. were there were some years where I bought everything that Marvel put out. Right. Everything. Right. Which which means that now when I go through this giant stack sure. and like try to organize it, I will pull out things like, I have no memory of what this right. even is. What right. is this series? I don't even understand this. Based yeah. on like weird 80s cartoon slash toy lines that lasted for, you know, half a minute. So, so was there a comic book? So you grew up in Ohio. Yes. And I assume there was a comic book shop there, or or where did you go for your comics? Uh, yeah, there was a there was a comic shop there. There were I spent a lot of time with uh, my grandmother. Um, my sister and I spent a lot of weekends with my grandmother, and that was sort of part of a weekend ritual at some point. Is that we'd you know go see a movie or go to the comic book store or something. And I but it wasn't like a drugstore because that's where I grew up. That was the only place you could get right. Comics. Well, I do remember that as well. Yes, that's true. And I guess that's not a thing anymore. Um, they're not in drugstores no, at all, no. which is too bad because that was totally where, yeah, was, I mean... That was the gateway drug. <laughs> that was, that was. And in fact, I remember going to one place that was probably like, this is even more 70s, like a tobacco store or something. And right. Like, Those still exist. They, <laughs> well, they've come back into fashion. Yes. Not so many comics in there so much as um, water pipes, I think they're referred to. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, so some drugstores, some comic book stores, mm-hmm. and uh, then, you know, eventually like the Holiday Inn comic book shows on the weekends or whatever. And wow, so you were going to comic book shows. I did, and eventually was selling at them, too. What? Yeah. Why doesn't Brad Barton have his own comic book shop? Oh, sweet lord. Uh... Because that's that's madness. Because that seems like it's a one way ticket to going out of business. Sure, which is which is too bad. Because I have right. been to some. Um, I have I have no reason to plug them necessarily. But mm-hmm. there's a there's a store in Scotch Plains called a Little Shop of Comics. Okay. That is so delightful. It is I I don't even go there that often because it's a far enough jog down the road. Do they sell exclusively comics or they sell like games and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, they sell games okay. and cards and stuff like that too. Sure. And they have sure. like Magic the Gathering tournaments and that sort of stuff. Sure. Um, but it's clearly like a family owned thing. I've Because comic book stores often, at least back in the day, were these sort of, you know, dark and not fully inviting, you know. Sure, the comic book guy from the city. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. There's a reason that that stereotype exists and why that store exists. So where where is this great comic book store cuz I I haven't heard about yeah, it. Yeah, Scotch Plains, um a little shop of comics and it's and it definitely seems like sort of a mom and pop operation. <laughs> the people are always super attentive and they're always like, "Can we help you find anything?" Have you heard of Time Warp Comics in uh, Cedar Grove? I've heard the name and I don't know anything okay. else about it. You'll have to come visit just so I can just get a comparison, that. so you can tell okay. me if this is a better place or a worse. Place I just I just like this one place because they're so family friendly, which is really cool, and often not the case for comics. Uh, Time Warps has like the comic book guy kind of like. Ah, uh, a little bit like. What are you doing? You, you want what? <laughs> <laughs> so. And and these days I'm doing a lot of you know Midtown Comics in Manhattan also, which is the sort of store that makes you think. I think I could make a place work. I could open a store because sure. that place is yeah. packed. You grew up in Ohio. Yes. Star Wars. Accurate. <clears throat> uh, I think everything goes back to Star Wars, right? Uh, so with me, it probably does. That yeah. was the. Um, I'm looking for for a word that's entree. Uh, yeah, um, that's sort of an awakening of sorts. Whoa! Right? Yeah. Right. So so that's when things started. Did you see Star Wars in the? In, I did. In okay. Yep, I saw it in the theater. Right. 
Um, I don't have a whole lot of memory. You know, the, the dominant memory I have of seeing Star Wars in the theater mm -hmm. is uh, that, and this is multiple times, okay. needless to say. Sure. Because it was, you know, back then we, we had no idea if we were going to ever no, see this thing. No, it's like, again. we'll never see it again, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I remember going once, and this was with the aforementioned excellent grandmother, uh, that it was so packed we stood in the back of the theater. Wow. Yeah. And this was in, this was in Ohio? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, outside Cleveland. Um, and I also remember as a kid going to see other movies like, I don't know, Flash Gordon or something like that. But <laughs> With but, the Queen soundtrack. Yeah, right. Yes. Heck yeah. And movies that would start with the 20th Century Fox uh, logo and fanfare and excitedly thinking like with my friends if it's a birthday party or something like <gasps> something wonderful is about to happen right. they messed up we're gonna yeah. see star wars because right, right, this right. is how star wars starts and then we'd watch flash gordon which is also <laughs> fine but <laughs> at that time it was fine i can't imagine at that watching time it was fine now i'm a little frightened um so so i can't i can't um so, so Star Wars, and I keep going back to my, my good friend John Booth, <laughs> yeah. who is at least an equal, if not more so, of a Star Wars fan. Like, like he, I, like, I can't, you guys have to meet. And he I grew, want to. He grew up outside of Cleveland. What? In, really? in Akron, I believe. Okay. So I, I, I can't imagine you two not having cross paths. We live parallel point. lives. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Um, he sounds amazing. So you told me briefly, this is a, uh, this is a think or I, I'm sorry, a Geek Dad writer. Yes, he's a Think Tag. Well, us. I was thinking about Think Geek. No, no. I was mixing right, up my... Right. Yes, plug for, for John Booth, who, who hopefully will be uh, a guest someday. I, I need to meet but him. this is the Brad Barton show. Oh, right. And well, so, so you saw Star Wars multiple times. Yeah. It changed your life yes. in some way. Sure. Um, now, have you seen The Hidden Fortress? Kurosawa's Hidden no, Fortress? No, I'm terrible. I've but never seen you it. You need to see this and then I know. we'll talk. Um, okay. But then, then uh, so the toys were already coming out. Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. and the comic books were coming out. You're yep. getting the toys in the comic books. Yeah, and uh, and just more comic books, more toys, more comic books. How how did you how did you keep your comic books in in the condition that they are now because of of just being a kid? There's so <laughs> that many condition is dubious, by the way, <laughs> because um, they didn't have mylar plastic and bulletproof backings and all right. Stuff well, like that. or just because I was a kid and like, gosh darn it, I'm going to read them. Um, which is something that now as I go through and, like, really try to organize this ridiculous stack, uh, I'm always, I like, I've, I've inventoried, like, I know what's in here. Right. But now I'm, I'm, it's sort of like a weird hobby of mine to sort of fastidiously go through and, like, to figure out the grades. Because, of course, there's, you know, computer, there's websites and stuff where you can plug in your stuff, your collection, and sure. say, this is in very good condition as opposed to fine or whatever. Right. Um, and, like, I... So if, so if I'm going through alphabetically, no, like, all right, I'm coming up on the X's. Here comes the X-Men. This is when right. I'm, this is when my kid's college fund is really going to kick right, in. Right, right. And then you get to it like, wow, I, I read the hell out of this. All right. Darn it. Right, right. Sure. <laughs> this is actually worth about two seventy five, Sure. And that's $2.75. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. yeah. So, you know, whatever. But I'm surprised, happily surprised in there sometimes and uh, other times a little brokenhearted, but um, I'm trying hard but it was an it's definitely an inspiration, like the oh, comic sure. books and the, the Star well, yeah. Wars I mean, and... it totally you know jumpstarts your brain, and, yeah, yeah. and as far as I mean, like, like jumping... I don't even remember what there was before Star Wars, really. What <laughs> Nothing. was there? The void. Like we were six, six we... or seven, or what? What were we? Uh, Actually, we did were... Battlestar Galactica come out after Star Wars? Yes. Or before? Okay, after. Yeah. Okay. Battlestar Galactica was sort of a, a the networks. 
desperate, desperate gamble like sure. holy crap we've got a yeah everyone what do we got all hands <laughs> on deck that's why Battlestar Galactica existed that's why Star Trek movies right. started happening yes, yes. I read um, the, I just read the Leonard Nimoy um, oh, biography nice. or autobiography okay it's very good very good highly recommend it especially if you're into the no <laughs> um, so 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 I'm trying to get you from Star Wars through high school yeah. through do you do you have friends who are reading comic books are are you, yeah. are you alone out there in Ohio? <laughs> no, I had I've had great nerdy friends. Uh, who, are, are you still friends with them? Uh, uh, Facebook friends sure. mostly. Sure, sure, sure. You know, it's the I'm I'm thinking of two people uh, offhand. Um, one of whom uh, lives in India now. Wow. Um, and is still, um, according to Facebook, at least, really awesomely geeky. And we talk every once in a while on Facebook. And he's a he's a really good guy. Um, and, uh, I, and the other one, sadly, as I'm going to take this to, to a horrible turn, um, passed away about a year ago, which right. is really freaky when we as right. youthful, sprightly youthful 40 right. year olds, like, yeah, wait, yeah. how do I have friends that have passed away? Right. I don't understand why that happens. Yeah. How yeah. did that happen? Death is a whole thing we haven't really gotten into on this podcast. Well, I'm but... happy to take <laughs> happy it so to swiftly. Throw a and dark they... shroud over Yeah, exactly. Everything. Um, well, I so, think it's so important because we yes. don't talk about it in our culture. And sure. I think that's... That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But you were <sighs> you had these friends. Yeah. Were you playing Dungeons and Dragons with mm, these friends? Not or so much. Were you playing Dungeons and Dragons at all? No, not really. Um, I think I dabbled once. I mean, it's interesting. To, as, a, as a really I big dabbled sort of, in the black I dabbled in the d Not that D&D is black In the 16-sided die. Um... I, uh, for, for being like a self-professed nerd, I will often, uh, a la the I've not seen Hidden Fortress or whatever. Okay. I've got plenty of, of black holes in my, okay. in my nerd card cred. Um, <laughs> you're, you're and, and as a film friend, as a film fan also. Okay. So like, which I, which is okay. I mean, because life's too short, you know, I, or I there's just not. There's no way to take it all in. And that's a little tough sometimes when I was doing the video blog when people would be like, hey, what do you think about the new? Or like, there's not enough gaming news or video game stuff. Right. It's like, because I'm not really a video game guy. Okay. Just because I don't know the Did time. you have an Atari 2600 when you were? We, no, we didn't have any gaming oh, system wow. at all. My parents were not going to have it. Oh. Because they knew, rightfully, all right. that I would never, ever stop. My parents did not think that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't think it through. Um, so I can't imagine being a kid now, and having I access know. to that. I, so. I I can't either. I don't. I so I sort of feel like as much as I'm interested in, I'm not sure I would know how to play some of like the most popular games right now. Like wait, so there's a controller for which way you go, and did another you play, controller did you for where you play um, uh, Mario or um, Super Mario Brothers. Um, a bit. Okay. But, you know, what other lot, people's houses... A lot houses. of the phone games are Super Mario Bros. I know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, this is not to say I never played these things. I'm just saying that we didn't have them in our house, which was good then because when, uh, like, when when I, as an adult, would get a game mm -hmm. every once in a while, a game or two to play on my computer. Right. Oh, good Lord. Like, in, into the wee hours of the morning and the yeah. anger and the... Any games that stick out? Um... Yeah, when, uh, well, I, again, I guess as a Star Wars nerd, when um, when the movies came back in 99, I got, there was a game called Star Wars Racer. It was like a pod racing game. Okay. And it was fun. Okay. But, oh, man. Oh, Ivan. Oh. Do you know about Battlefront at all? 
Uh, yes, but I never played it. It's it's a, supposed to be this Star Wars MMO that's yeah. supposed to be great. Yeah. Everyone loves it. I do know that everyone loves it. And they're about to reissue yes. like a new version yes. of it. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the trailers and previews for it are just... Your jaw hangs open. Yeah, I'll probably never play. I mean, <laughs> never play. Um, I'll never although, although I, I will talk some. World of Warcraft with you. Oh, that's a gateway. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yes. I'm sure it is. So, well, finally, Minecraft has entered our house. Have you played Minecraft? Uh, my son loves it. I didn't understand it. Got the books from the library that all the kids read. Yeah, and it makes sense. Oh, it's a it's a building game. Yeah, it's also an adventure game. Yeah, I spent two <laughs> eight hours a day. For two weeks on it. I don't think I'll ever play it again. There you go. Right. That's what I'm saying. But this is about Brad. Okay. You're in high Minecraft. school. Oh, you're, this comic is, this books, is my life. Okay. Comic book. It's how you got from point A, which is Star yes. Wars. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> as, else as before. Sure. Um, I mean, was your family into music or, or, or uh, art or did they do anything? Or, or I guess what? It, <laughs> didn't do anything. <laughs> we didn't do anything. Um, well, I can only say this because I'm from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing going on there, man. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, we love you, Io. Yeah, we do. From a distance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Not true. Go a lot cabs. of times, it was a good place to grow up, and a lot of fabulous people yeah. still live there. Sure, my friend John. Still lives yeah, there you go. You are born in 1977. <laughs> 72. 72. Yeah. But really, not but Star Wars. I was reborn right. in 1977. <clears throat> but did May your parents 25th, have like right? a sci-fi like push on no, you? Or, no, or not at all. Not at all. Not I, like a. Um... I think I introduced this shoot through a sheer force of will. Okay. Um, my. But uh, they weren't like saying, "Oh, here's Treasure Island" or or anything like hmm. that. Or. Uh, no, not really. Um, Can I ask they, what your parents did? Sure. Well, at the beginning, they were both educators. Okay. Um. Uh, and, uh, then my mom, when I was born, she stopped teaching, um, to take care of me. Sure. Um, and got bored to tears, of course, and so became a craft... You have brothers and sisters? I do. I have a, I have a younger sister. Uh-huh. Slightly younger sister. Is she, is she, uh, into comics and stuff? Like Not that? at all. Not at all. No. Um, but, uh, certainly tolerates the <coughs> fact that, <laughs> the fact that I am. Okay. Um, uh... Yeah, and, and she's awesome, also, and we can we can talk about that. So yeah, so so my mom stopped at, when we came along um, to be super mom. She got really bored and um, started crafting actually, um, and like needlepoint or what are we talking about? No, I mean like like craft show crafting. So it started with sort of odd. Yeah, I'll I'll jump to the finish line, which is that she's a calligrapher now. Oh wow! Yeah. So, like, um, for weddings and things, or...? No, it's actually a lot more personalized stuff, and more oh, like wow. art pieces, which is sort of a, wait, what? It, it's hard to wrap your brain around it a little bit, right. until you remember that they live in Ohio, right, right. and there are still, like, huge craft shows, right. and where well, people... I'm, I'm thinking of the movie Her, have you seen that? I have seen it. Where the main yeah. character's <laughs> job is to like these, future these, calligraphy. These, these, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's more, like... It sort of runs the gamut from pieces that are like, you know, there's a, a st- and and I don't mind saying this because she even knows that I probably roll my eyes at some of this stuff, you know, stuff like there's a special place in heaven for the mother of twin boys. Sure. And then, you know, the Knapp family or whatever. Right. Um, that sort of thing. Right. And then other, um, other more But she must be pieces. amazing if people are, are asking her to, to, to do this. Put me through college. Wow. That's amazing. And my sister. I, it Does, was she huge. Did she have a website? 
I don't think she does. Which, well, then because now they're in their 70s and they're still so oh, right. down. She's like, oh. I think they are because they would. That's fantastic. They, and then when my, my dad retired, then he basically took over what his real job is, which is the shipping department. Oh, wow. For this. You because, must have some of her, her work, right? Um, uh, I don't think that I do okay. in this household. All right. No, maybe I do somewhere. I don't know. I'd All have right. to look. Um, that's amazing though yeah that's amazing. It, it's kind of incredible that she carved out this little um, niche which frankly is still going pretty strong so she wasn't she wasn't I mean did was she doing her own like writing stuff or, or art stuff in bef be before you were born or um, no okay not really okay. no like I remember her taking calligraphy classes even that's why and then it became a thing where they would do shows like and, you know, these are crazy, you know, mid-80s Ohio, Pennsylvania shows that are all, like, colonial weekend-themed, you know. So, so she took you to these shows. Oh, yeah. Okay. I worked them, eventually. It sounds like the opposite of Star Wars. Oh, it was quite the opposite <laughs> of Star Wars, because it involved, like, tricorner hats and, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Just insane costumes and get-ups, and then, you know, they'd finish, and like, well, how many thousands was made this weekend? Wow. Crazy. Wow. Selling like here's her stationary line and here's wow. all this and wow. personalized prints and so, um, yeah. So it was interesting. Yeah, they weren't really. Um, I mean, they were like partial enablers maybe for the sci-fi bent sure, stuff, but sure. they weren't necessarily into it. Other right. than humoring me. <laughs> so, so you you were you were buying comics, going to comic book shows yeah. in high school. I can't remember when um, Empire Strikes came. Empire Strikes Back came out. Um, 1980. 80. Yeah. And uh, then how old were you in 1980? Uh, I guess eight, what grade? I guess. Eight. Yeah. So that's like uh, second grade, I think. Or maybe it's first grade. Something remember. like that. Something like I that. I can't remember. And then Return of the Jedi comes out. And in between that is the, uh, I assume you go see all the Indiana Jones Heck yeah. movies. You know what was interesting about that? And people of a certain age may remember, or geeks of a certain age may remember, the, the Star Wars fan club back in the day, mm -hmm. um, was, uh, they sent you like a quarterly newsletter thing called Bantha Tracks. I, I've heard of it. I've, yeah. I never, never Which, which it. were pretty slick. They were great, but. I just don't think I had the money to, I don't even remember how much <laughs> it was. It was just like, I, I was probably like, I'm not going to ask mom for that. She's going to say no. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how much it, what, I mean, it was not a magazine or anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was basically like, you know, a, <laughs> 11 like by 14 fanzine, piece right? of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like a really nice fanzine that right. I guess Lucasfilm put out. Um, at any rate, because I was on uh, getting those in, on their mailing list or whatever, they had they had a direct mail campaign for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wow. Um, and I remember getting uh, some letter that, right. you know, you just look at it and be like, what's this? Is this a cowboy thing? Who's this guy, <laughs> guy with a hat? And at the time, like, I had no tolerance. Like, I could have cared less about right. cowboy movies. Have a like, like, yeah, exactly. Where's the, where are the stormtroopers? Where's the spaceships? Um, and I remember, like, eh, well, they say it, you know, it's from the Star Wars people, right. and that's clearly Han Solo. And how old were you when Raiders came out? Um, Raiders was 81. Mm -hmm. So, mm, nine, I guess. Like, because I don't think I would let my nine year old watch Raiders right now. <laughs> Although she has watched a lot of Doctor Who. Okay. So. I, I hear what you say, and that is one of one of the tricks, certainly, of, of parenting and, uh, like, wanting to share all of this 80s gloriousness with your kids. Um, 80s movies, as you have probably discovered, are deceptive in that without that PG-13 rating yet in the right. 80s, 
There's a lot of stuff that happens in PG sure. movies that are like, oh, I maybe just heard an F-bomb was, be was, dropped was by that, Beetlejuice there. What was, happened? Was Temple of Doom PG? Um, Temple of Doom was PG, but it was one of the movies like that and Gremlins um, that were sort of responsible for the creation of PG-13. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would not let her watch Temple of Doom. Like, I would I, let her watch yeah. Raiders before Temple of Doom. Oh, Even yeah. Even though I'm sure she would... She would yeah, she's not ready for that. Totally. We dragged our feet for a long time on mm-hmm. Temple of Doom. Um, yeah, I, I, probably against my wife's better uh, judgment, have probably shown my 10-year-old some of this stuff a little bit earlier than he should. Sorry. But he's watching Doctor Who, right? But he's watching Doctor like, Who. Like Doctor Who, like people are ripping off their faces and like, yeah, there's, there's some kind of scary there's stuff. There's some crazy there. stuff that goes on there. But it's British, so it's not so bad. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's classy, Evan. <laughs> Um, you're in a senior in, um, you're a senior in high school. I'm thinking probably okay. Temple of Doom is probably, see it. probably come out, right? You are... Oh, sure. Yeah. You're, you're like all seniors do, you're thinking about how to plot your next course. <laughs> <laughs> or you're thinking, okay, if I pass these tests, I can go somewhere and do something? Somebody wants me to go to college? What is, what are you, what are you thinking at that point? Um... I was thinking. Well, I will. I will say uh, that I was. I, I was a performing arts kid. And where did when when did that start, and where did that come from? That probably started, uh, gosh, uh, m- middle school at least, if not earlier. Are we talking singing and dancing, or, or? like singing? Okay, like choir, school choir, and that sort of thing. I don't think I've ever heard you sing. Oh, it it happened professionally sometimes. outside of com- com- professionally com- outside of com- well, comedy. It doesn't really happen much outside of comedy. Okay. Um, Do you miss it? Eh, n- not so much that I'm dying to get back into it. Okay. Um, I do like it. Right. It's it's nice. And for a while in my adult years, the, it, you know what? It was when the comedy and and music merged that was it, when it was most interesting to me as as an adult. Okay. Um, but as a kid, yeah, I was a choir kid, and um, then eventually uh, performing arts in high school as well. Um, and loved it. I was super into that. I mean, so I know that we've been focusing really hardcore on, on the nerdy stuff, which right. is fun, but sure. that life was absolutely going on. In fact, with the aforementioned nerd friends, they were also oh, okay. uh, performing arts guys. Okay. Um, and, uh, I loved it. I was all about choir and the musicals and it the plays It sounds like you had some good teachers or some good inspiration. I did have some, yeah, in high school particularly, yeah, I had a really a great drama teacher. Um, Ellen Picard. So, so you were in plays and things like that. I was. What was your first play? Who? Uh, well, in high school, the so the first one of note I think was Once Upon a Mattress. Okay. And I just had some random, you know, sort of walk on three lines role there because right. I was, you know, an eighth grade or something and all the upperclassmen had the good stuff. Sure. Um, but then just by virtue of the fact, I don't know, maybe there weren't strong guys or something, but I was, I was a lucky dude from right. a casting perspective in that, um, I was like the musical lead for like three years. Oh, wow. Sophomore and junior and senior well, you're year. you're a tall guy, so. Because I was a tall guy and <laughs> yeah. I guess I was tall. A tall, good-looking guy. And I could sing, yeah, there, there we go. go. There you go. I don't know. Presentable. <laughs> <laughs> I was presentable. Right. Um, yeah. And so uh, that was... So what were the musicals like? Um, 
that Oklahoma been, or Oklahoma was one of them. Okay. Uh, Annie, get your gun. Who did she play in Oklahoma? Uh, Curly. Curly, is that of his name? course. Sure. Yeah. And uh, Annie, get your gun was Frank Butler, who okay. was the male lead there. And sure. then senior year was oh jeez, oh the Music Man. Okay. Yeah, which are really fun shows, and we had a really fun department, so uh, it was all about that. So so heading into college, then right. I fully expected like well performance. But uh, that's where the finest waiters in the world come from. Those programs, and so 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 you had you had um, you had that sort of um, perception at that point, or yeah, I did. Which because most people are like, I'm gonna make it. I know, but you were like waiter. This is like I I was already thinking okay. I need I need something safe. So I don't know what that is. That's maybe my like, therapist like will explain that. Something that to, to fall back on, or, or like like a real job. I don't or, know. I think I think real job. I think my thought was like that's that's not a real thing. So so you were where um, where did you decide to go to college? I went to school at Ithaca College, uh, upstate New York. Um, and how did you get from Ohio to New York? Because I know a lot of well, uh, being an Ohio kid, I just going out of state wasn't. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So, I mean, how did you... I don't remember. I know they had a... Well, they had a really good... The thing about Ithaca was their communications program, which is ultimately what I ended up doing, was really impressive uh, and very hands-on. Like, a lot of opportunities to do stuff right away. Right. And they had a really strong drama program also, mm -hmm. which was my minor. Uh, although, I didn't really do a whole heck of a lot with it there. Right. Um... I did throw myself headfirst into communications and they like they have their own TV station. I mean, I guess as most colleges do, heck, some high schools do now. Right. Um, but at the time, that was a thing. So, and Ithaca, uh, with Cornell or across the hill, um, Ithaca is a small little island community, mm -hmm. um, hence the name. And uh, so the college media became a really relevant uh, outlet. How far is Ithaca away from where you grew up? Six hours. Okay. See, see, that would be like going to another planet for me <laughs> at that point. But yeah. you had the drive to do it. I, I guess. You I, had the drive and you did it. All right, I did so it. I had the drive, it. Ivan. My gosh. <laughs> yeah. You did I, it, gosh darn it. I suppose it. so. Well, and I, was, and I was pleased with it because we, I did get to do a lot of uh, really cool stuff. I found... Now, are you still buying comics during this period? Or are you like totally no, focused on... totally out. Okay. I'm totally out. Because I have uh, a, a very... <laughs> I was going to say fiscally conservative gene in me. I don't really think that way normally, but a lot of it is like, I'm a total tight wad and I'm not going to spend money on whatever. Um, or I just, you know what it was? It was because the 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 habit had grown so hardcore oh, okay. that it was like every week there's a stack that's like, you know, an inch and a half thick. Sure. And I know I can't sustain that. And now I'm sharing a room with someone. So where am I going to put this stuff anyway? So right. I don't have that money. Yeah, so that was done. That chapter was was totally done for a while, and I went so you and closed the door. You quit cold turkey. I did. Wow, well, I did. It was I probably a good turkey. time. There wasn't anything good coming out during that time. I'm happy. Yeah, I right. think if I'm going to miss a decade of comics, I was fine with the '90s being that decade. Right. Because now you look back like, ugh. Right. Right. Yeah, I'll pick some up every once in a while right. and bins and like this is absurd. Yes. Yeah. Um, so so you go to school. Drama is your focus. No, actually, like communications. Communications so, like, is your focus. Yeah. Uh, I made TV. I made okay. radio. I made a movie review show, okay. which ended up being sort of weird foreshadowing. Do I, I think. Do any of those still exist? Or 
yeah, some of them okay. do. Okay. I think. All right. Um, one, in fact, I was on a, I did a sketch comedy show oh, wow. there that had already been running for like 19 yeah. years. Uh, had you done something. any comedy before up to that point? <laughs> uh, no, not really. Not really. I don't know why it was so attractive necessarily other than like, oh, this will be fun. So it was writing sketch. It wasn't improv or anything like that. It, yeah, it was writing sketch. Uh, and with some really great people, some of them are still friends to this day. And uh, bizarrely, in even just my overlap of time there, this show um, spit out some folks that are working, that they're they're known. Oh, um, wow. Any, uh, anybody we would know? Or? Yeah, maybe. Um, at this point, the most visible is maybe a guy named... Um, John Bowie, who is on a Big Bang Theory, he has some sort who of a list for something. He's in a comic oh, book store yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't watch yeah, it yeah. often. No, enough I, to know, I, but... I see him. Yeah, every once in a while. So he did that. Wow. Um, there was uh, a guy named um, Andy. Oh yeah, well he's known um, Andy Daly or Andrew Daly, who was on Mad TV at one point. He okay. was on. Um, is it Eastbound and Down? Is that the name of the show with... Uh, I can't remember. It's on Showtime. He's he's a guy. A, another really solid character. Uh, uh, actor, comedy okay. guy who shows up a lot, wow. and you might see him like, "Oh yeah, this guy." So, so, so you were you were running around with them, or, or... we we were working on this show. So, oh, wow. like, we our years didn't overlap exactly. Mm-hmm. They were a little bit older than mm-hmm. I was. Um, someone who was writing on um, uh, Letterman, I believe, for many years. So it was a really cool. Oh, group. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was really fun, and it shaped me, and I'm not quite sure. It shaped me in a good way that I don't. I never really walked away from. So, so, so while you were doing these projects, you're you're approaching your senior year. Do you have, do you have like a? Um, oh, I gotta go to New York, or I have to go to L.A. Um, that was my assumption, because mm-hmm. keep in mind, I'm still assuming that I've got to go get a real job, right? right? Like in, I'm thinking at this point, like in public relate, like I'll work for a PR or advertising company, or, you know, work for a studio or something, because my senior year. My senior year, I was producing a movie review show on, okay. the, on the college station. So, like, every week. And we made all the deals with the local, you know, movie theaters. So, we'd go in for free. We'd mm-hmm. review it. And then I reached out and had all these relationships with the studios, sure. uh, PR departments. So, they'd send us, like, the gigantic three-quarter-inch tapes. This is before digital people. So, you would make personal connections with people at the studio? Yeah, well, I try to. Yeah. <clears throat> as much as I could. So then when I was about to graduate, then yeah, I wrote to all of those PR departments. Okay. At Paramount and Universal and Disney and sure. whatnot. And? Uh, and one was hiring. Right. And this was a company in uh, St. Johnsbury, Vermont. This was... What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a thing? This was a super independent film that had come through Ithaca. Uh, they were... Se- like, they shot it. They were self-distributing. Um, what was it? Do you remember? Yeah, it was. This movie was called "Where the Rivers Flow North," uh, starring Rip Torn, um, an actress named Tantu Cardinal, who's Native American. She was in Dances with Wolves. Um, Michael J. Fox was in it for like five minutes, and okay. this is like where it got its traction. Right? Oh, okay. Because he was a Vermont guy, and he was sort of doing oh. them a solid by being in it. Oh. Um, and they needed help, so I moved to Vermont out of college to this minuscule town in Vermont. Wow. Yeah. Just like I'm getting an apartment and I'm going to live yeah. here and work. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, let's do the time frame. This is like so this 92 is... or 93? No, or even this... earlier than that. Oh, I wow. graduated in, uh, in 1990. So this okay. is, um, like summer 1990. I went up to Vermont oh, wow. and by winter 1990, um, 
when we learned that no one, no one belongs here in the winter or the mornings you walk out and your car is like just sort of looking at you with sad eyes and like, no, not, not this morning. What part of Vermont is that in? I can't picture it. Uh, it's on the Middle New Hampshire North. border. Okay. Um, probably two thirds of the way up. So maybe hour, hour and a half south of Canada. Okay. Um, and that was kind of cool. Although, and this, this company like worked out of an old antique store. Mm-hmm. Um, in a town called Barnet, which was like a street. Oh, That's wow. it. Which is exactly what every, as any young man who recently graduated college, that's precisely the environment that they want to be in. How long did this last? Um, this lasted until not so super long. A um, year? Two years? Maybe a year. Okay. When they, basically the money ran out. They okay. were, they were gearing up to shoot another film and they weren't there yet and and distribution was winding down on the movie, and uh, they said, hey, anyone who wants to stick around, you know, please do, but if you can't, we understand, and like, all right, well, I'm out, I can't. So so what were your options at that point? Was, was moving back home an option? Um, I, I never really considered it, because what the option was, and then this leads us to New York, was that the video distribution company was based in New York, and they were hiring. Okay. So I went from Vermont to... Manhattan, which is about as extreme a shift as one could one could hope for. Now, had you been in the city at all before this point? Or? Uh, yeah, like in high school. Okay. So it wasn't you were even looking at LA? No. It was not even an option? No, okay. not really. Okay. I, I never necessarily had a driving... I don't know. I don't know where I thought I was going to go. I mean, okay. in, in any vaguely entertainment... Like, I mean, I suppose you could do PR or advertising anywhere, but... Right. In my brain, certainly, I was thinking, like, well, no, it's going to be for a movie studio, because I like movies. Right, right. <laughs> so, where do you think you're going to go, Brad? Right, right. Um, but that's that's what got me down to New York, is working for this uh, video distribution company. Um, and that was fine. It right. was okay. This is, you're in your 20s, I assume? Like yeah. 23, maybe? Or... Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, that's about right. Right. And it was during that period... I have a nap. Yeah? That, uh... Yeah? <laughs> I'm edge of your seat. <laughs> that I remember reading, like, an issue of Variety or something at lunch, because my company got it, and there was a story about uh, two comedians uh, named Will Ferrell and Sherry O'Terry being picked up for SNL, and they had come from a improv organization called The Groundlings in Los Angeles. And I thought, I want to be on SNL. I just did sketch comedy in my college. It was fun. I'm going to be on that show. Uh, and so I looked for the Groundlings equivalent in New York City, and that Groundlings equivalent is Gotham City Improv. Now, there were there there was some other improv schools out. That, were there or were there not? Yeah, there were uh, <clears throat> at that point. And so now this is 97, 96, 97. Okay. So in New York at that point... Uh, was a freestyle repertory theater. Uh, Chicago City Limits was going on. And this is all improv or sketch, or what are what are those guys? Those doing? are most. They're mostly improv. I'm sure that sketch crept like, in a little like bit. Like improv games, or were they doing heralds? Or no, this was mostly short form improv. So uh, for those of you playing along at home, we're talking like whose line is it anyway? Style uh, improv. Um, and then a little bit of sketch. Gotham City Improv was structured that way, where you'd begin with short form improv, and then slowly segue into <coughs> character 
monologues and then sketch comedy that's sort of character heavy. That's the Groundlings model, and that's what they did because they are in fact a spinoff of originally from from Groundlings in Los Angeles. Uh, so I started taking classes at Gotham City Improv, and was this when they were uh, on the second floor, or no? before that? Where, where were they? Where were they before? They were this nomadic organization that uh, had an office somewhere on 42nd Street, like very west 42nd Street, and rented space as needed. And I remember seeing uh, some main company shows that I thought were great that blew me away. Uh, And I was super into it and like quit my job during level one. I was a level one student and like, this is it. This is it. So, I'm I'm young and I'm stupid. I have no dependence. I'm right. in New York. I'm right. doing this. Right. That's a horrible, horrible so, so decision. How are you making money if you quit your job? Well, because because my job was benevolent and kind enough right. to uh, just sort of shift me to a different department. Like, all right, you know what? We're gonna just make you a drone in accounting oh, okay. because you know how this place works. You know the titles of all these junky movies we're putting out on VHS. So. Uh, you know how to process paperwork, so just come in when you want. And wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm stupid lucky as far as that goes. So who was is, who is your teacher, your first teacher then? <laughs> um, I had a teacher named Darren, whose last name I cannot remember. My most influential teacher at the time was... Um, uh, Oh, God, I'm crashing on names. I'm so nervous. It'll come back. We'll edit it right in here. Oh, good. Insert name here. here. And here. Oh, all right. So one of my my great teachers back then, and he's still a really good friend, uh, his name is Lance Worth. Uh, He's awesome. Uh, Still in New York and still dabbling every once in a while, I think. I mean, he's got a real... Right. Job as well. Right. At this point. But, um, so this is, I'm trying to time, time frame. It's 1990. Yeah. So we're like in 97. Oh, 97. Okay. Yeah. 97, okay. 98 or so. Uh, and, uh, while I was doing this somewhere in there, then New York improv really started to take off a little bit. If for no other reason, because UCB moved into town, they, right. they were not in New York yet. Right. 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 Um, and so there was a little bit of crossover so, so, and, so and by UCB, of course, that was like the UCB. You right, know, right. Down, now, Amy Poehler up on stage. And did, did you take classes at UCB? Or I or? never did. I never did. Okay. <laughs> um, well, why is that? Do you want to go into that or do you want to not want to go no, into it's that? No, it's okay because I had lots of friends who did. Uh, they were over there and there were even some Gothamites are like, oh, we're going to just do it just to do it and see what's going on because it was the early days. So it was easy and you're having classes taught by them. The aforementioned Lulu French uh, took classes there. And, you know, then you could have Amy as your teacher. You could have Matt Besser and Ian Roberts as your teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, And they put out some cool stuff. I I pause only because uh, there were a lot of people that, took then and uh, now they are working yeah. as famous yes. actor comedian right. types yeah. and i've done projects with a lot of those people and always sort of wonder like is this the missing ingredient to not have ucb on your resume although i have my thoughts on ucb especially what you know which are different from back then as opposed to now sure. or when i was even more actively involved with gotham city improv which is fast forwarding a little bit but agreed and understood 
So, so you're, you're taking classes, you're really into it. Yes. What do you see about improv that is hitting you more than your, your, your sketch comedy? Or what is this thing there that's like, I'm going to quit my job? <laughs> or I'm, like, what happens? Uh, and gosh, it just, it just felt so incredible. Uh, the, the instant cr- creative process um, was amazing. Uh, I met the woman who would become my wife taking classes. So that was really awesome as well. What class was she in? Uh, I was in a level three and she was in a level two. Okay. And we had friends in common in both of those classes. So the classes would go out together afterwards and then got it. Oh, she's in, there's some interest here. (laughs) Um, but everyone was just so funny and really pushed each other hard and, and created such great stuff. So, it just felt so good. Uh, and, and the instant gratification, of course, of improv and like, we just made this and people responded and we got laughs and it just feels so remarkable. And as anyone who has done improv for a while can tell you, one of those people might be you, Ivan Knapp. That's another Here's your dirty secret. <laughs> That's, another That's how we know each other. We're talking about Brad Barton tonight. All right. But back or to your today. friend yes. who writes for the geek stuff. No, I'm no, no. Um, yeah, you, it, you take classes, and then so so after you take your third class, then you start doing shows at that point, or yeah. how how is it structured? Yeah, um, basically uh, at that point, level three was creating a full sketch show. Uh, was Podborn around then, or or not? no? That was even that was even further. Okay. Um, in fact, we left for a while. At the time, we were all right, time out, time out, time out. Okay. you're just doing improv. You're not focused on drama at all. You're not no. focused on... Well, no, or, that's uh, not true. I guess I, I picked up a few... Like, I did a little bit of dramatic stuff, and that was fine. Do you have an agent? No. Okay. Hmm. I did for a while. I okay. had commercial agents. Okay. Uh, which I don't currently, just because of life has been... Stupid. Okay, understood. That's my understood. fault. Okay. That's my fault, kids. We don't have to go Hold there Hold on to your right dreams. <laughs> don't bench yourself so hard. <laughs> that's what I did. Um... Wait, wait, wait. What? Bench yourself? How did you bench yourself? Well, jumping to... That would be jumping to the end of my Gotham City Improv journey. Which, uh, if we if we skip ahead to Gotham... Gotham was amazing for me for... For a long time. For a long time. Right. So if I started taking classes in 97, I'll bet I was all told maybe involved with them for... Really actively for 10, 12 years, That's possibly. Long time. Yeah, I'm the old guy, and and that went from taking classes to being um, the number two guy right. under an amazing improviser and teacher and all around human being named Dave Stork. Sure, uh, and then I became the artistic director and executive director for right. a while. Right, which is number one. That's the number one guy. Always number one underneath the uh, board of directors. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, I never, I don't think I ever saw the board of directors. Well, they're a mysterious organization. <laughs> um, it Yes, Gotham City Improv is a, is a not-for-profit, so there is a board of directors. Okay. And uh, that includes the, the founder of Gotham, um, uh, one of the founders, at least. Her name is Hilary Stern, and she's an amazing writer and director and very funny. She came from Groundlings. Okay. Uh, and uh, she, I, I owe a lot to her because when I was involved, and this helped with the whole quitting your job thing, because... Um, she was and is still to an extent uh, the person in charge of a lot of corporate work. Uh, 
and I did a ton of it back then and still do a fair amount, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to do even more where it's creating comedy for random corporate events or hosting right. a lot of right. random corporate so stuff. So you're, you're still involved with GCI? Yeah, somewhat. Okay. Right. Not and not as actively as I was. Right. I'm, I'm not current. Like you couldn't go see a Gotham show and see me perform. That's okay, not happening right, right. now. Right. Um, yeah, which is I wish that wasn't necessarily the case, but right. whatever. I'm I'm old and they are young <laughs> and and uh, the lower east side where most of the shows are happening is a long way away a long from way, suburban isn't it? New Jersey. It isn't is it? a long way. It's, when you really it's do almost the math, two like, rivers away. But yeah, exactly. This is. This is multiple hours to right. get home from a late night, right? Sunday night, Sunday show. night show. Yes. Like, oh, yes. I, I have, I've got a baby. I need to go help with the baby. So, so you're 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 into improv, two hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, and you still have your day job. Uh, no, at that time, uh, at that time, the day job was was running Gotham. Was, was Gotham? We really and and a lot of acting and corporate work, which. So that was that was awesome. So how do you go from there to giving Oprah Winfrey <laughs> the high five that was heard around the world? Still echoing to this day. Um, There's a link there on the site. Go there. Watch it. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Uh, that was for... Yeah, so, so I became... One of my many hats is entertainment journalism. And I stumbled into that somewhat because one of my friends from college, actually... Worked for Fandango, okay. uh, the movie ticketing website. And this is what year? This is, let's say, four or five years ago. Okay, and they're based in New York? or No, they're in California. Oh. They're in L.A. Okay. Uh, but they have correspondence on both sides. So they had someone in New York, though mm -hmm. I don't think that they were in love with. Okay. And so my friend knew... And improv, I thank you exclusively for this. Okay. Because I had done so much corporate hosting, which between just doing random improv shows, and then you carry that over into the corporate world where everyone is always like, oh, that's the VP of sales from the Midwest. We've got a genuflect to him. Like, well, as an improviser, I like I don't know him. I don't care. <laughs> right. And so you just sort of go in with confidence because that's what right. you're taught. Like, I have my idea. Here's how I'm going to act and put her there, pal. Right, right. To someone that everyone else might be like, what? Right. But then that Steven person... Steven Spielberg. Exactly. But then that person is like, well, I like you, kid. I like the cut of your gym. <laughs> the VP of Midwestern sales. So I So had, corporate helped you a lot. Corporate helped me a lot. So my friend... How many corporate gigs did you do? I, I don't you know can't. if I could count. Okay, okay. So so many of them. I've, I'm, this is which improv really corporate gigs. Yeah, some of them are improv. Sometimes it's not even all that improv -y, but it's a lot of the skills of improv, which mm -hmm. is, you know, just don't drop the ball. Just right. keep going, keep sure. talking, and yes. keep them happy. <laughs> keep them entertained, even if you're selling something or whatever. Somehow, somehow that was that... Uh, Somehow that got you... How did that get you the job, though? I mean, did that, this... That got me the job because my friend knew that I did all this crazy stuff. Oh, okay, okay. He, Like, he knew that I had done like, a lot you of gotta to, weird you gotta come to... You gotta look at this stuff. guy. Okay. Yeah, and, and he... So it wasn't like you had a reel or anything like no. that? No. Okay. All no, right. I mean, I might have had a reel of some odds and ends of weird stuff, but he didn't sure. care about that. It right. was he more didn't have, like, a like, headshot or an yeah. agent or all that. Blah, well, and I, I did have all that stuff. Oh, well, okay. I had... I was going out for commercials. All right. Did um, you book any, or...? Yeah, I've done a few. Okay. That's a... Any we would recognize? Mm. Not really. Okay. At least not for a while. I'll find the links. Very small stuff. YouTube. 
Yeah. Oh, you know, there's been some fun ones recently. Okay. Yeah. For a bank up in Connecticut, which I really like. I'll give you links. Awesome. They're, they're pretty ridiculous. And cool. Fun. Yeah. Um, so, so my friend at Fandango basically said, Hey, I know you do a lot of this crazy hosting stuff. Do you want to give this a shot? Like, yeah, I want to give it a shot. Right. All right, great. So you're going to go, here's how this job works, Brad. You're going to go screen the movie. You're going to go to a press screening. Right. So you're going to go see a movie before it comes out. For free. Yeah, for free. Right. And they're going to ply you maybe even with, you know, sure. soda and popcorn. Right, right. Uh, and it's going to be a pristine print and often in a private screening room. Okay, sure. That's <laughs> oh, if, twist my if arm. If I must. Right, yes. right. Uh, and then, then you're going to write some questions and then the next day you're going to go to like the Waldorf Astoria and Paramount has like bought off, bought a whole floor. So there's cables all over the place and you go into a room, you check in like, oh great. So the, the first movie was the first G.I. Joe movie. This was my okay. first assignment for Fandango. I, I, I didn't see it. I don't even know. I don't, you don't need to hurry to see this movie. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> And, but it, yeah, it doesn't matter though, because right, it's so exciting. Oh my God, we're really going to do this. So, uh, so we saw the movie, uh, and I dutifully wrote up my questions and I had, they're like, there are two rooms, right? And one room was Channing Tatum and, um, oh God, uh, whichever, oh, I can't remember his name. This is terrible. I can envision him. He comes from a long line of African-American comedians um, that work all the time. And I cannot believe I cannot remember the name. It'll come back to you. Yeah. Anyway, famous people. Yeah. uh, Yeah. And then the other room was like Sienna Miller and uh, some other actress who I don't think has worked since G.I. Joe. You're welcome. So, and I was so nervous. Oh my God, I was going to die. Is this, is this video available online? Sure. Okay. It's still on. Yep. They're all still there. And, and I went in and improv helped because it went from, uh, you know, being backstage and you're nervous. Oh my gosh, there's an audience. Here we go. Mm -hmm. And then you go on stage and, uh, and everything is, is amazing. Like it all clicks at that moment. I don't have my... Oh, my... <laughs> uh, we got to close the shop up? Or? No, Lulu French, uh, my wife, is yeah. wonderful. She made a cameo. She's been eavesdropping yeah, and yeah. showed me a piece of paper that says Damon Wayans. Oh, that's the name of the person. <laughs> Lulu, do you want to come in and say hi? Lulu, do you want to say hi? She's gone. Oh. Hi! Oh, oh. Lulu French, ladies and gentlemen. So that's that's the next uh, part of the show is, is that we go live Woo-hoo. on live stream. Heck yeah, uh, that'd be good. Not today, though. not today though. So I so I did this interview. We ended up not only did it go pretty well, but by the end of and then you have like four minutes in a room, like you're let in. There's public publicists sitting right. everywhere, and then improv, and improv sort of clicked in okay. in a way. Okay. And uh, so by the end of the four minutes that I had with Channing Tatum and Mr. Wayans, we were singing the GI Joe theme song from the cartoons. I, I have to watch this now. <laughs> Uh, and I walked out so exhilarated and like, I'm, you're going to pay me for that? Right. Not a ton, mind you. Right, right, right. Uh, so I, I was, became their New Yorker. And how long, how long have you been doing that? Um, that lasted for about three years And that was full time or? No, no, no. This was all freelance. Okay. Okay. Um, so I actually had a day job while this was going on and the day job was cool enough with me doing this that they let me escape to go do it. I think partly because the day job also liked to brag right. about this a little bit. Who did you see today? Yeah, a little bit of that. Right, right. Uh, and, you know, we'd have client meetings. They'd be like, 
our company is so interesting. For example, Brad here. <laughs> you know, you were so, the show pony. Yeah. So uh, a little bit. So there were definitely clients that we had. They're like, oh, who have you talked to recently? So so, but that's on hiatus right now. Uh, sort of. No, yeah, yes. it is. Okay. If for no other reason, because Fandango did a fair amount of restructuring in the last uh, year and a half or my so. My favorite word. I know. And my guy left. Uh, so, no. so what are you doing now? How do you fill your days and nights now? Uh, well, it's a lot with the baby. Sure, we he, love kids. He fills the we nights. We love kids. Somebody told me that when I was when I was in my twenties, yes. uh, people were like, you, you know, don't have kids. Your life is going to end. But hmm. I'm like, <laughs> but the truth is opposite. Your life really starts when you have kids. It's pretty cool. I think yeah. it's awesome. I'm okay with it. I I certainly like to complain about the baby. Um, and uh, but you took Scott to see all the uh, first or the the first trilogy Star Wars, right? Or Yeah, he's he's seen them all now, certainly. Sure. Um yes, my child who doesn't <laughs> like Star Wars. Sure. Says, that's oh, that's true. right. He, he does like it. He does right. like it. He just doesn't have the, the religious affinity yeah, that, yeah. that we like are years our ago he said, I like it not as much as my dad, <laughs> but like, oh, that's that's sweet, but it's, it's I guess yeah. so. It was both heartbreaking and sweet at the same time. Like, oh, what have I done wrong? But uh, he is certainly embracing his corner of, of geekdom, whether yes. it's Doctor Who or little by little. He's I'm sort of forcing him into comics as well, too, and just picking up stuff for him that I think he'd like. How's that going over? What are you starting him out on? Um, well, he began with uh, a great series called Bone yes. by Jeff yes. Smith. Yes, right? very good, yeah. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. most kids, yeah, I my, think, my daughter is, is into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Bone is, that's the gateway drug. Uh, and from there now, I mean, a lot of them are definitely kid skewing stuff because, uh, you know, the comic book industry in general seems to have decided that they were going to, that their target audience was going to be kids that started reading in the eighties and nineties and just kept growing up. So right. it's a lot, the majority I feel like of stuff published is like a little more violent than it needs to be a little bit more skin than yeah. it needs to be or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not, you know, I don't mean to be prudish and against that sure. stuff. I mean, there's a lot of amazing stuff that right. definitely skews mature, but the fact that so much of it is, I'm thinking like, you know, as a kid, I inhaled Spider-Man comics. Right. Right. And now sometimes I read maybe Spider-Man is a bad example because it's relatively tame, but still you pick them up like, right. Why? Why did you? Why did the language have to go like blue just randomly in the middle of this time? Like, like I would, my kid would read this in a second, right, right. If it wasn't for the fact that, sure, I don't know, some random choice had to be made just so that the teenagers would keep reading it. Like, don't turn your back on the ten-year-olds who want to read this stuff. I I feel like we we've just touched the topic of of the of the geek world. Oh boy, of everything. Most of our shows run an hour. Yes. And we're at the hour mark. Darn it. Damn it. Um, I, I want to go out on, on, a, on, a, on another geek note. Sort okay. of like, like, if, like, if, like, like, what are you... Obviously, if the Fandango thing happened again, you would love to do that. Absolutely. Uh, and if, if there was a closer improv <laughs> troupe or something, I don't know. Possibly. Um, are, what are you doing creatively now? What am I doing? Or what? What do you have? What's What's brewing in the on the back burner? Well, what's What's brewing as as mentioned before is that most likely one point twenty one gigawatts is going to make a triumphant return pretty soon with merchandise. <laughs> maybe maybe with merchandise, because um, it was a lot of work but a lot of fun. Right. 
and I'd like to turn that into a thing. Um, for a little while also, uh, I and another uh, partner from the improv world uh, named Alex Deaconess were creating original sketch comedy videos that we put online right. under the, the header of Spitball Collective. Um, we've also sort of snooze barred that for a little while, uh, but hopefully Th I would like to see that Those videos are still return. available. Those videos are yes. still up and I'm, I'm very... High production value. We try. They were fun. They were a lot of fun. I'm proud of them. We, we made some good stuff and he's an awesome guy. Um, so I, I will admit, here's, let's spin this into something exciting. Okay. Right now, yes, it's definitely a lot pitch, of like, there's a lot of, <laughs> rum, rum, rum. Sure, there's sure. a lot of at the starting line stuff. Right. That um, now that uh, my glorious baby is sleeping a little bit better and not driving us to the brink of madness. Sure. I feel your pain. Yeah. That uh, it's sort of the wonderful moment of like, I can, I can go out and play a little bit. I can create again. Okay. I think I'm going to do that. So, the quick answer to the question is that there's not a lot of creative in my life right now. I don't know, my God. I hear it in your voice, but though. It's, it's there in your voice. It's it's really close. Yeah, it's it's too hard, deep in my DNA right now that uh, I want to do something with it again, and um, I still eat, breathe, and sure. think it, even if even though I don't get to jump on the stage as often as I do, or in front of a camera or in front of a microphone, but. Oh, it's going to happen. One last thought. Yes. And then we'll say goodnight. Okay. What What were your emotions with the last um, full Star Wars trailer? Oh, God. Joy. Uh, just unbridled glee watching that. I watched that as part of... Um, sorry, this is too long a story for the last question, but there was a, a convention in Anaheim, Star Wars Celebration, which yes. they do every once in a while. Yes. And I was watching the live yes. feed of that, which right. for the kickoff was right. like Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams on stage. Right. They rolled out the new, the new sure. uh, soccer which ball not droid. not CGI, which, which was, was amazing. Which blew my mind apart. As soon as that thing came on, that was almost the most exciting I part I was like, day. where's like, the puppet strings for this? To, that thing is real. R2 right. FIFA, the soccer ball droid, <laughs> is a real thing. And then I felt like my emotions were exactly what everyone in that room was as, as you're watching it. Like... That's a Star Destroyer that crashed in the desert. That looks... That's cool. What? Who's that? And this. And it was about a, as perfectly constructed a trailer right. as you can... Right. So I could not be more Agreed. excited. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yay! Nerds! <laughs> Brad, thanks for being on the show. Sure, thank you. And let us know when the other activities are up and running. Yeah. And uh, Can you say goodnight to uh, New Jersey for us? Good night, New Jersey. Sleep tight. <laughs> Can you say it with feeling? <laughs> Good night, New Jersey. Thank you. Sure.